Shalom, and I hope all is well. My name is Yitzchak Schiffman. Thanks for tuning into this podcast, and I hope you enjoy the Torah classes in it. Now, on to the episode. Okay, Chavra, we are picking up with this Amud, Ches Amud Beis, Meseches Brachas today. We're going to have four, uh, three sections in the Limud today beginning at the very bottom of Chesem last line. We're going to discuss first um, a, a halacha as it relates to the mitzvah of Shnai Mikra Ve'echad Targum. Very interesting halacha. Sorry, four sections. The second section we're going to deal with is going to be discussing certain fathers and what they commanded their children. We'll see very uh, interesting, specific commands. The third section we're going to deal with is going to be the positive attributes of the Medes, the Madai people, and the Persian people. Very interesting Gemara. And then the final section we'll deal with, it gets back to our Mishnah, how we paskin like Rabban Gamliel in our Mishnah, and then there's a time frame between dawn and sunrise that is going to be debated what halachic status is. Is Hashem will get there. So let's get started. At the very bottom of Chesim Ad Aleph, Amr of Huna Bar Yehuda, Amr Rabbi Ami. A big mitzvah. A person should always complete the parsha along with the tzibor. Two times reading the psukim, one time reading the targum, which is commonly known as targum unculus. Some people also learn Rashi, because Rashi is also a kind of a targum. And that's a big mitzvah. With the tzibor. With the tzibor. Shnei Mikra. Shnei Mikra, it's a big deal. That's my base. When they used to, when Ravami lived, they used to have a metorgamon? Yeah, Lechaira. So. I, I think, I'm not sure, but yeah. Let's say they have a metorgamon. So you heard Mikra and you had, you heard. You heard Targum. it. Yeah. So you have you to have read to it. No, no, you read it. You also read it. That's the point. You're supposed to read it yourself. He says. Uh, Yashlin. You should complete it yourself. Y- yourself. You as an individual, you, you I, I can't complete it. Of course you do. Every week you reach Naimikra. Let's say on, you wanted to break it up by the days. So Sunday you'll do Risha and Monday you'll you'll do Shani. You finish every week and then when the Tzibur reads it on Shabbos, you're completing it with the Tzibur. Actually, the Gemara is going to emphasize that now. But then you're doing it uh, five times. Doing no, no. Re- hearing it in Shul is a din of Kriya Satayur. That's a different vart. We're talking about as an individual, you read it yourself. That's not. That's a different mitzvah altogether. And the Gemara says, even when it comes to psukim, like Atarus Vedivain, even these, you should also do Shnai Mikra Ve'echatargum. So, Taisvis points out, what does it mean, Afilu Atarus Vedivain? Atarus Vedivain are names of places. So there, you don't actually have to read Targum. There is no Targum. So you just read the Ivri three times. Because anybody that completes the Parsha with the Tzibur, meaning every week he finishes Shnayim Mikra Ve'echa Targum, so when Shabbos rolls around, he's done it by Kriya Satayra, or as Taisvis says, some say perhaps it means by... Uh, the time you eat your Shabbos Suda, perhaps, make Kiddush. So, so he extend, has extended, is a bracha that he'll have extended days and extended years. One second. So, Titus points out over here 
the time that you could start Shnai Mikra Targum is Shabbos by Mincha when they read it, means the Shabbos as it leads into that week, until the following Shabbos, that's considered with the Tzibor, means it's along with the public. Um, and the second, a second Pshat that he brings is actually before you eat on Shabbos, you should be mashlim. However, if you're mashlim after your Shabbos Suda, it's also acceptable. But mitzvah mina muvchar, kaidem achila, before you make kiddush, before you eat. Rabbeinu HaKadosh was mas- told his children, parsha. You shouldn't eat bread on Shabbos until you finish the parsha. So that's such an Indian that's brought down. He thought what he would do is, Erev Yom Kippur, he'll do all of Shnai Mikra Targum of the year. This was his thought, right? It's the end of the year. He'll do all of Shnai Mikra, then Erev Yom Kippur. It's not. Satana lechia barami difti. So lechia barami difti said, but there's a technical issue with this. What's the issue? Ksiv inisim esnaf shaisichem b'teshalach chaydish ba'erev. We know the pasuk says regarding Yom Kippur. It says you should afflict your souls on the ninth of Tishrei in the evening. V'chibetishim esanin, the famous Gemara. But do we fast on the ninth of Tishrei? No. V'halay ba'asar esanin. We know Yom Kippur is the tenth of Tishrei. So why does it emphasize the ninth? Aleimer lecha teaches you kol aichel v'shaisa b'chi. Anybody that eats and drinks. On the ninth of Tishrei, Maale Alava Kasuf Kielumis Anachiva Asir. It's a famous Indian. It says if you fasted the ninth and the tenth of Tishrei, it's a special Indian to eat on the ninth Erev Yom Kippur, and it's like you fasted on the ninth and the tenth. But what's the point? If you're busy doing Shnai Mikra all day on Erev Yom Kippur, so then you don't have time to be eating and drinking, which is the mitzvah of the day. So that's not an Eitzah. So what did he think to do then? So then, Rabbi Barabai thought, so maybe I'll precede it, meaning I'll pick the beginning, Parshas uh, Bereshis, I'll do all of Shnai Mikra of the, of the year in the first few weeks. So Amar Leia, so they, they responded to him, Ahusaba, a certain elder said back to Rabbi Barabaye, Tanina, no, we learned in Abraisa, Ubilbad Shalayakdin Vishalayakher. When we say Imatzibur, it means you shouldn't do it too early or too late, meaning it should be by the week, as we explained. Im Hatzibur. When the Tzibur is doing Breshis, you do Breshis Shnei Noyach Lech Lecha with the Tzibur. And moving on to the second section, it ties into this principle. Like Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi said to his son, he said three things when he told his son the following. Number one, Every week you should be mashlim, you should finish the parsha shnai mikra ve'echad targum with the tzibur. Number two, these are separate areas of halacha. And number two is, You should be careful about the veridin like Rabbi Yehuda. The veridin is the jugular vein, the veins that hold a lot of blood in the fowl that you're slaughtering in their neck. So what he said was, make sure you cut it well when you do shechita on the birds so that all of the blood bleeds out. And Rashi says the reason he was specifically talking about fowl is because these were things that were cooked entirely or roasted in its entirety. So if you wouldn't make sure to cut it and release the it blood, would it would still have other animals they would cut up in pieces, etc. But he was specifically saying like Rabbi Yehuda, it's not like the Mishnah teaches us, Rabbi Yehuda, it's a Mishnah Chulin, Rabbi Yehuda, Oimer, Ad Sheyishchaites in order to be Yoytzeh properly, you have to slaughter those Varid in the jugular vein, making sure all the blood is emitted. And three, be careful with an older person who forgot his Torah because of Oynes, because of uh, un, 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 uh, unable to do otherwise. He is dementia. An older person, and he's a Talmud Chacham, but you know, unfortunately it happens. 
be sensitive to him, be cu- be respectful of him, and it's a big yisoid, right? Right? To Amrinon, because the Chazal teaches luchais v'shivrei luchais munachas pa'aron. It's a big yisoid that the luchais as well as the broken luchais were both put into the aron. And the yisoid is is that when you have talmidei chachamim, of course you treat them with kavod. But even the shivrei luchais, even those who were talmidei chachamim, who unfortunately because of old age they start to forget, they start to lose those capacities. They were also in the Aaron. You have to treat them with the same kavod. Now that's the story of Rabbi Shubin Levi, what he told his children. Now on a similar note, Amr Lehu Rava Lebnei, Rava told his children three ascites as well. Number one, and this is very, this is like practical life advice. Kisha'atem chaytchin basar, when you cut meat, you're cutting up meat for dinner, don't cut it on the back of your hand. It's the thing your mother would tell you. Don't cut the meat on your hand. Put it on the table. Use a cutting board. Right. Now, why? So there's two reasons. Either it's because of danger. You're going to cut yourself. Or if you cut yourself and you bleed, it'll ruin the meat. It'll be a ruining of the food. So don't do that. It's a bad idea. That's, that's the first point. Number two, the Alteshvan is a very interesting aside. Very actually, again, fortunately, in a certain way today. mitas aramis, and don't sit on the bed of an Aramian. Now we are going to have to explain what that means and why. Well, three pshatim, and the third idea that he said was Don't walk behind the shul. They used to go in in the east. Don't walk in the back of the shul when the tzibur is davening behind the shul. The the reason is because it looks like you're disregarding. So not a shortcut, that's a different issue here. It looks like they're davening and you're disregarding tefillah. You're disregarding HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We did it already. We did it already. It's not the right thing because it looks like you're disregarding what it is that they're doing, which is serving Hashem. You don't want to be in that position. Now let's look at the second thing he said. We have three ways of explaining this. Don't sit on the be- an Aramean bed. So what does that mean? Like a non-Jewish bed. What is that referring to? So there's three pshatim. The first pshat, The first pshat is don't go to sleep like a guy. Don't go to sleep without Krishna. Means when before you go to sleep, you say Krishna. That's one. Vikadami, another pshat is very interesting. Vort. You shouldn't marry a Giyoris. I don't offend anybody. Mamish, like, don't marry a Giyoris. I mean, don't sleep on an Aramean's bed. It's a reference not to marry a Giyoris. Okay? Vikadami, and a third pshat, Aramis Mamish. No, it's literal. Don't sit on a non-Jewish person's bed. What's pshat? Umishum maisa de Rapapa, because there was a maisa of Rapapa. De Rapapa azalagabe aramis. Rapapa went to a certain non-Jewish woman. He went to her house for some reason. Maybe he was retrieving something she owed him, etc. Collecting a debt, maybe. Haitziolaimita, she brought out a bed. Amrlai shave. She said, sit on the bed, wait a minute while I get whatever it is I need to bring to you. So Amrlai said back to her, Aini Yashiv, Ad Shitakbias Hamita. I'm not gonna sit till you lift up the covers. I'm not gonna sit. He didn't know what was going on, I'm not gonna sit. They lifted the covers, they found a dead child there. What she wanted to happen was that he would accuse. sit, accuse him blood libel, that he sat, I mean it's kind of like a blood libel. He's the one who killed the child. So from this Maisa Chazal made a decree, don't sit on a guy's bed. Bad idea. From here the Chachamim said, Asr to sit on Anju's bed. 
That was the second Yisod. And the third, Rava said, Don't walk behind the shul when the tzibur is davening. And l'chari, the pshat is, like we said, because it looks like you're disregarding a Kodesh Baruch what they're davening to. And the Gemara says, This supports Rav Exactly the same thing. You're not allowed to walk behind the shul when the tzibur is davening, because it looks like you're denigrating in tefillah and a Kodesh Baruch so Abayi says, Umar Abayi, he qualifies this. As long as it's clear from what you're doing that you're not denigrating tefillah, you're not denigrating Hashem, so then it's not an issue. So he says there's five exceptions to this rule. Amr Abai, Vilei Amar, and this was only said, El Deleka Pischa Acharina, if there's no other entrance in the shul. Avalika Pischa Acharina, Les Lanba. If there's another entrance, it's not a problem, because people will just assume you're going through a different door. They're not going to assume you're disregarding tefillah. And number two, and we only say it's a problem if there's no other shul in town. Like, you know, we live in Miami Beach, you have uh, 15 options. Exactly, you're still going to shul. If there is another shul, because you're not denigrating, you're just going to a different shul. That's number two. And also, we only said that it's a problem if you're not carrying some sort of a load, a burden. But if you're holding some sort of a burden, or also you're not running. If you're running, clearly you're going somewhere. You're not just disregarding tefillah. And also you're not wearing tefillin. If you're wearing tefillin, clearly you're serving HaKadosh Baruch You're not doing anything disrespectful. If you have any of these other options, these five options, that's not going to be a problem because clearly you're not just denigrating Hashem and tefillah. Moving on to the next section, Atanya. Let's learn about the, the good character of the Persians and the Medes. Let's talk about this. Tanya the Braise says, In three ways, I love the Madai people. Number one, when they cut the meat, they only cut it on the table. They use a cutting board. They don't cut it on their hands. And number two, when they kiss each other, they only kiss on the hand. They don't kiss on the face. You know, it's, uh, they don't want to transfer saliva. Hygiene. They had a certain sense of hygiene. It doesn't work with like the French. You know, the <laughs> when they give advice, they do the you know, two cheeks. You know, the <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Okay, Shayyatsin, this is a big aside too. And when they give advice, they want to talk about something private, and Yayatsin Elabasada. They only talk about it in the field. Meaning, as Rashi says over here, Oznayim Lakaisel, the walls have ears. They know people could be listening. They talk in the field. We actually find a Pasuk that supports this. We know when Yaakov Avinu wanted to go back to Eretz Kenan, to Eretz Yisrael, so what did he do? He called Rachel and Leah. But what does it say? He called them out to the field, to the sheep, meaning he didn't want to talk to them in the house of Lavan. He wanted to bring them outside, and when they were outside, then he would be able to negotiate. Exactly. Tanya continues the Gemara. So he talks about the Persians. In three ways, says Rabbi Gamliel, I love what the Persians do. Number one, they're modest in their behaviors of eating. They're also modest in the bathroom. They're also modest when it comes to relations. The Gemara in Ksuvis, I believe, says that the Persians used to have relations when they were wearing clothes. The Gemara says you're not supposed to do that, actually. But what he was emphasizing is there's a certain mida toiva there. There's a certain modesty. That's a good thing. Now, in contrast to that, the Gemara tells us, Pazak in Yeshaya says, I commanded the prepared ones, as Rashi explains, it's referring to the Persians and the Medes. Rashi says over here, um, one second. 
in regarding to the downfall of Bavel, right? The Persians and Medes, or the Persians, were the ones commanded to overthrow Bavel. They were the prepared ones to overthrow Bavel. But the way we're interpreting the Pasuk is Tani Rav Yosef, This refers to the Persians that they're prepared, they're Mekudash. Mekudash can also be designated or prepared. They're prepared to go to Gehenim. Now, we're not talking about Jewish Persians, just to be very clear. We're talking about the other ones, the ones that persecute the Jews, those that are prepared to go to Gehenim. Final section. We said in the Mishnah, we had a machlaikis, when are you allowed to say Kriyashma Shel Erev, till, uh, even in Kriyashma Till? So we had Tanakama who said, or Eliezer who said it's till Atzaifa Ashmur Arishan, the end of the first watch. We had the Chachamim who said it's until Chatzais, and Ramegamil said until Amur Shachar, till the morning. Until the morning. So the Gemara now tells Ramegamil, Amr Vechulei, Amr Vechulei, Amr Vechulei, Amr Vechulei, you could say Kriyashma till the morning, Kriyashma shall Arvis expand, spe, expand, uh, extends the entire night until the morning. Now we're going to have a very interesting... That's in the Mishnah, in the Mishnah, exactly. Now we have two versions, let's see this inside. What we're going to deal with right now is the issue of what is considered the end of the time of Kriyashma according to Rabbi Gamliel. Now what that specifically refers to is we have what's called Amud HaShachar. Amud HaShachar we'll call it dawn, the first rays of light, etc. But then you also have what's called Neitzachama, which is sunrise. The time between that, it's not clear, does that constitute still when people are sleeping, so you're, you're, you could do Kriyashma Shal Erev, or is that already Uv Kumecha, the time people are getting up, and that's no longer time of Kriyashma of the evening, that's Kriyashma of the morning time. So we're going to have two versions, let's see. Tanya, the Brisa teaches, Rishim ben Yochai Oimer, Rishim ben Yochai says, Pa'am, there are times, She'adam kaira Kriyashma Shtei Pa'am in Balayla. A person could read two times Kriyashma Balayla at night, that's a very important word. One before dawn and one right after dawn. He can read Kriyashma, it's the night, it's really the end of the night, right before dawn and right after dawn. And he'll fulfill both obligations. One is Kriyashma of the morning, and one is Kriyashma of the evening. Now the Gemara points out in the language that Rabbi Shem just said, there's an inherent contradiction. Agufakasya. First, you said that you're reading Kriyashma twice at night. So you see that it's still considered night after Amuda Shachar after dawn. But then, in the in the very same sentence, you say you're saying your yoytzeh kriyashma of the morning, kriyashma of the evening. But if it's night, how are yoytzeh kriyashma of the morning? So you see, kriyashma after dawn, it's still considered the it's considered the day. So the Gemara answers lie, not a problem. Really, after dawn, before nates, before sunrise, is really considered nighttime. The reason we said Yoytza Kriyashma of the morning is because when it comes to Kriyashma of the morning, it's not day and night, it's when people are sleeping and people are getting up. So says the Gemara, there are people that are getting up at that time. So it's already considered Bivkumecha, meaning in Halacha, we look at it as nighttime. But in Hilchas Kriyashma, which is based on people are getting up, after dawn is already getting up time, and therefore you'd be a Yoytza Kriyashma of the morning, Uvkumecha at that time. And on this, Amr of Acha Barachanin, Amr of Yeshua ben Levi, Halachik Rabbi Yeshua ben Yochai, the Halach is like Rabbi Shem ben Yochai, that you can read Kriyashma before and after dawn, Yaitz a Kriyashma of the evening, of Vishach Becha, and of Kumecha. That's version number one. So according to the first version, that few minutes between dawn and sunrise is considered Vishach Becha. It's considered, excuse me, of Kumecha. It's considered the time that people are getting up. You can read Kriyashma of the morning. 
Igadami. Now there's another version. was commenting on the second version, which is like this. Now it's 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 the same idea, but it's different. We'll see. The Tanya. The Bryce is teaching. So here it's Rabbi Akiva. In the name of Rabbi Akiva. Now it says two times in the day. One is before Nate. One is before sunrise. One is after sunrise. And he fulfills his obligation, one of Kriyashma of the morning and one of Kriyashma of the evening. So again. Right, exactly. So Gemara said again, Hagu Fakashi. You have an inherent contradiction in your words. First, you say you're, you're reading Kriyashma twice in the day. So Alma You see clearly before Nates means after Allah, after dawn, before sunrise, is considered day already. But then the sentence after says, You're being Yaitse Kriyashma of the day and the night. So Alma, we see clearly that the the time right before dawn to sunrise is considered nighttime. So which one is it? Turning to Tessamud Aleph. So again, the Gemara answer is very similar, but this is going to be a different shot. Lie. The Gemara says no. Really, the time before right before Nates is considered day already, meaning from dawn till sunrise is considered day in Alacha. The reason we're calling it night, because some people are still sleeping there. Meaning, even though in Halacha we look at it as day, since people are still sleeping, that's Bishach Becha. So therefore, you could say Krish of the evening there and still be Yaitza Kriyashma Shal Arvis. Now, very important to note. So, what would come out now is according to the second version, that time period between dawn and sunset and sunrise is considered Bishach Becha. It's when people are still sleeping and you could read Kriyashma of the evening. Versus the first version says, you can read Kriyashma then after dawn and then you could read right before and after dawn and Yaitza both. And this again, Amrabi Achab, Rabbi Hanin, Amrabi Shobin Levi, Halacha, Rabbi Shimon, Amrabi Rabbi Akiva, the Halacha is like the second version that the time right before Nates is considered Bishach Becha, so you could read Kriyashma of the evening, and then right after Nates you could read Kriyashma of the morning, and be Yaitse both. Amr Rabbi Zera, now there's two ways of learning this, I'll explain both hopefully. Rabbi Zera says, But you can't say the bracha of Hashkivenu. Now Rashi learns he's commenting on the first version. Going to the first version, we're looking at the time after dawn as uvkumecha. So, as uvkumecha. So therefore, when you're saying Kriyashma right before dawn, this is how Rashi learns, going in the first version, it's still Bishach Becha, but you can't say the bracha in, in Kriyashma of Ashkivenu, because the bracha of Ashkivenu is, help us go to sleep. You're not going to sleep at that time right before dawn, and therefore you can't say that. Taisvis disagrees, one of the reasons, because in the flow of the Gemara, it sounds like he's commenting on the second version. So therefore, Taisvis actually learns, it's talking about where you say it after dawn. So even though we're saying that's still a time of Bishach Becha, according to the second version, Nonetheless, you don't say Ashkivenu at that time anymore. Fine. Ki Asa Rabbi Yitzchak Bar Yosef, when Rabbi Yitzchak Bar Yosef came, Omar Had Rabbi Achab Rabbi Chanina, Omar Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi, he said, This teaching of the second version of Rabbi Achab Rabbi Chanina, Omar Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi, where he seems to say that that time after dawn is considered Bishach Becha still, La Beferish Itmar, Elamichlala Itmar. He didn't say that Psak clearly, but it was implied by a Psak that he said. Why? Because there was a pair of rabbis who got drunk at the, the wedding of the son of Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi. So they got drunk and they woke up 
right before Neitzachama. Means they woke up when it was already after dawn, before Neitzachama. So they wanted to know, they wanted to know, could we read Kriyash Mashal Arvis after dawn before sunrise? So Omar, so he said back, it's Kedai to rely on Rabbi Shimon in this. A pressing circumstance, since you couldn't read it before because you were too intoxicated, now after uh, dawn, before sunrise, it's still considered the Zman of Bishach Becha, people are still sleeping, you could still read Kriyashma. So this is the implication that he paskins, that's considered Bishach Becha, and Kriyashma is still acceptable of the evening then. Mm-hmm. But Rashi points out, very important, that's only because it's Bishasar Chak. Meaning, Lechatchila, you shouldn't be waiting till after dawn to be saying Kriyashma Shalarvis, that's not the ideal. Yeah. Oh, we read Krishna. Oh, oh, it's true. Yeah. And then, and then yeah. during the meal, yeah. you either eat too much or drink too much. Yeah, right, right. And then you forget to say. So uh, that's a different word. There, you should say Krishna again after, let's say, after Tzais, for example. Let's say, yeah. 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 So that, yeah. You can get up in the morning and say, oh. I correct, correct, I correct. I didn't do Mara. Right, so that's why so the Chachamim actually... So you can do it because there are still people asleep. So that's the position of the Chachamim, actually. They say because exactly that issue, it's better that you go to shul, you spend time in shul, read Kriyashma Bismana, and then go home and eat. Exactly, that's exactly the issue of the Chachamim, where they limited it to after, before Chatzos. Let me just finish this. So we're stopping here at the top of Tesla Aleph. Israel Hashem will pick up with Tesla Aleph tomorrow. In the meantime, everybody have a great day.